Welcome to Comadresy Comics. This is episode 7, guys. Welcome back. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Aww. <laughs> such a trooper, such a trooper. Um, so let's get right into it, guys. What is the chisme de la semana for you guys? Oh, right into it. Chisme de la semana. I think that this is like <laughs> old chisme for most people, um, but it for me uh, came up for me uh, recently, like today or a couple of days ago, um, that uh, Diego Luna is, was cast as the uh, the uh, what's his name Montaña yeah, um, Tony Tony Montoya Montoya I can't oh. remember now Tony Montoya. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Thank you. Um, in the, uh, I guess there's going to be a Scarface remake. remake yeah. yeah. So I thought that that was uh, some good cheese, given that our last episode we talked a lot about uh, Rogue One, Rogue One, and uh, Diego and uh, how he's come up from uh, his uh, Itu Mama Tambien movie and the stardom into uh, a mainstream American. Yeah. Uh, He's really diving into those classic American <laughs> icon movies. Star Wars, Scarface, what's yeah. he going to do next? So apparently this is going to be like a modern day retelling of the story. Um, and it's, I guess, like a rags to riches immigrant story. And um, they've moved the setting from Miami to Los Angeles. So um, they've also changed uh, the main character from Cuban to Mexican. Well, that makes sense because I was like, how is he going to fake a Cuban accent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's good. That's good news because that way he doesn't have to fake a Cuban accent. Yes. Because mm-hmm. they co- they're completely different right. from mm-hmm. the Mexican. But that's interesting. So they shouldn't even really call it the remake of Scarface. It yeah. should be like a totally different movie. It should be like, if anything, it should be like, oh, we dedicate this. To, or it's an homage to Scarface. Yeah. They, they, I don't think there's enough uh, use of the word homage out there in the media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, what was it, like, um, when, um, um, I just blanked out, which is really funny because I fucking love westerns. Oh, was um, it the one, the Disney one with uh, Johnny Depp? No, no, oh, no. Okay. Um, it was the one with Chris Pratt in it, and, uh, the oh, Cowboy the Furious, movie. The Furious the Magnificent oh. Seven? The Magnificent oh, Seven. Oh, yes. thank you, thank you. I don't know why I was thinking Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but when um, um, I had been watching the original Magnificent Seven, and in the opening credits for it, um, uh, it basically was saying, oh, this film was inspired by, um, uh, I forget, by Seven Samurai. Oh, yes. yeah! It was. It said in the text that this is this was um, uh, inspired by Seven Samurai. And when you watch Seven Samurai, also in the opening credits, the creator says like, "Oh, like I was inspired by westerns." Interesting. So it's just like, like why can't people do that? Like, come on, <laughs> just say like your names. Come up with something creative and just say, "Oh, this is an homage," or "This was inspired by." Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Come on, like really. That would make more sense because then <clears throat> the public would be wo- more welcoming because. I've spoke, uh, actually, we were talking about this um, on Super Bowl Sunday, and they were saying uh, a lot of guys were giving it a lot of flack, like, oh, he's just going to ruin the movie. Like, he did good in Star Wars, but I don't know if he could pull off a Tony Montana, and I'm like, you know, it's going to be a different type of movie, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but people aren't really welcoming when you're like, oh, we're remaking. Yeah. But yeah. if they say homage, Especially to such a classic. Exactly. We all say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's iconic. Um, what was I going to say? 
Oh, yeah. Um, and another thing that I've noticed is that a lot of people are on remake burnout. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it was, it was a miracle in itself that I went to go see the Magnificent Seven. But I really did like it. Um, uh, I, I really did like the remake. It was, it was pretty good. It ended differently, and how they attacked, the, how they tackled the problem of diversity, because that was one thing that happened, mm-hmm. um, was pretty ingenious. But also, I was just a little bitter. Just, <laughs> 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 just, just refer to me as a bitter one, you guys, um, because in the original. Uh, they were saving a Mexican village, so there was a predominantly Mexican cast oh. um, mm. uh, for it. And mm. this one, they were saving, you know, just some some town. random town, some random <laughs> town in the south, and blah blah blah. And I mean, like, that's cool and all, and like you had the and, but I was just, I was just like, why can if you were gonna do a remake, why did not put it in the Mexican village? That would have been nice. Yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah. Definitely. So that's my cheese myth. <laughs> my um, my old my late cheeseman. <laughs> Speaking of Seven Samurai, um, I watched the trailer for Samurai Jack, and I am so pumped. I love Samurai Jack. Um, Samurai drunk? Jack. Jack. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Samurai. Oh no, Hold I on. would totally be all over a Samurai drunk. <laughs> show me that TV show. <laughs> um. Like it kind of is one. Never mind. I'm gonna. <laughs> have, uh, I'm. Uh, I'm. What's the word I'm looking for? Diverging. Uh, You're going uh, on a tangent. Yeah. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. So wait, I've never seen Samurai yeah, Jack. So what is my question? What is this? Uh, it's a cartoon, right? It was a cartoon series in on Cartoon Network way back, like in, when they were doing like Avatar: The Last Airbender. Uh, it was Samurai Jack, Powerpuff Girls, just kind of like that era. Of, it was uh, early 2000s. With the weird animation? <laughs> <laughs> weird for me because, you know, I'm old. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't even, it was very boxy, and now that I remember. Yes. Uh-huh. The, uh, the animation was very, like, uh, it was almost like, uh, it was, yeah, it was very, the best I can think of it is boxy, kind of like cubism, but mm-hmm. not. You know, that's what I think of kind of when I see the comics. Yeah, and uh, yeah, pretty much yeah, and so it's that kind of. But I really like it because the uh, in the original uh, cartoon, I mean, it's still it's being done by Cartoon Network. Um, basically, there's a demon lord who kills Jack's father, and Jack's father basically tells him, "Oh, avenge me!" And uh, <laughs> and so Jack he takes up like the way of the sword, and he he's at, he is on the path to vengeance. Trying to um, um, get uh, revenge for his slain father, but the the demon lord, it seems uh, it, when it first ended on season four, he still hadn't reached the demon lord. He had taken down a lot of bad guys, a lot of his minions and his associates, but uh, now it seems this one is set fifty years later. Oh wow! Um, yeah, it's set fifty years later, and he hasn't aged, and he's just kind of like. What? Why haven't I aged? Like, what's going oh, on? Wow. And he's kind of lost his way. He's lost his motivation to keep going. So he's like lost, dazed, and, dazed and confused. <laughs> and it seems to be that the journey is going to be um, uh, him trying to refine his purpose and to kill this uh, demon lord. Wow. So at super cool. what age was he stuck at? Or around? Uh, I don't quite recall. He looked to be in his mid-twenties. Okay. Yeah. That's a good age to get stuck yeah. in. Yeah. 
And it was like he's like grown, like he he's done the whole shaggy beard and everything, grew it out. Like his face is still the same, but like he looks old because he's wearing a beard and everything. He let his hair grow mangy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I'm super excited for it. I can't wait for it. It's uh it's being heralded as the season five for it, and I just I want closure. I want closure. <laughs> How long between season three? I mean season four and five? At least ten years. Ten years. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. I wonder how the, the thought process was to bring that back. Maybe a lot of people are like, we needed closure. Yeah. <laughs> probably, but also there's been kind of a revival of the old uh, Cartoon Network series. Like, there's yeah. a new Powerpuff yeah. Girls series, uh, which I kind of don't like. And oh. I'm going to be real, I don't like it. <laughs> um, and, uh, again, like the, the whole, like, Legend of Korra thing that was trying to bring back Avatar and everything. Yeah. And there's talk of there being another season for that as well. And now they're continuing it with Samurai Jack. And I liked Legend of Korra towards the end. So hopefully they finally fixed whatever it was that they were doing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and this, cause it, looked, it looked cool. I mean, he's known as Samurai Jack. Uh, and he has a gun. <laughs> <laughs> he has a gun in the trailer, but he also has a sword. So I am optimistic that he's going to be, like, uh, wielding both. At the same time, um, and it seems to be a time travel one too. Oh, oh wow. yeah. that's cool. Yeah, it seems that's where they're heading. So hopefully, it's hopefully it's awesome because it looks awesome, and I have high hopes for it. Now, do nice. you know any um, information regarding continuity with the comic books? Because there are comic Samurai Jack comics. Ooh, no, I don't know. So I'm wondering, like, uh, if it's like a. a a Buffy situation where mm-hmm. it, uh, Buffy ended in season seven, it and then yeah, it continued. It in continued the in the comics with season eight. I think that might be it because they kind of did that with Avatar: The Last Airbender too. Some of the comics, some of the graphic novels, took place during as the as the, the cartoon was coming out, mm-hmm. and then later on, when the once all the seasons had wrapped up, they came. They keep publishing stories, and one of the major things in the cartoon series was that um, uh, Zuko never finds his mother. And um, uh, yeah, I think it's volume four, five, one of those. Um, it's called The Search, and it's basically him going after his mother. So it's uh, they, they continue off of it, and like basically the further adventures of of the gang. <laughs> Interesting, because I um, used to get not so much now anymore, but used to get a lot of people coming and asking for Samurai Jack when I first started working at the shop, and they were all. Uh, probably adults in their like late 20s early 30s <laughs> i didn't realize that it was a, a show that had been on so long ago yeah oh, it, wow. it, it's a it's a very beloved cartoon series right up there with the original powerpuff girls <laughs> uh, do we know if it's uh if the original ones are on hulu or netflix at all or should um i don't think they might i think they might be actually on netflix yeah um you can take a look at hulu i'm not entirely sure but i would you, yeah You'd have to look it up. It could be another Batman Adventures kind of thing where you can only, like, yeah, uh, rent, like, borrow it from Netflix's library as a DVD. As a DVD, yes. Oh, how I was how very upset when I found <laughs> that out. How archaic. <laughs> <laughs> Living in the Stone Ages. I know. Thank me to watch something on a DVD. <laughs> Actually, I, I don't see it on, um, on Hulu or... Um, um, Hulu or Netflix, but um, I'll I'll keep looking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that sounds interesting. I'm kind of interested now, even though I've never watched any of it. So. <laughs> yeah. I uh, some of my friends were really big on Samurai Jack. Um, 
I never actually got to see it because I didn't have um, I didn't have um, cable back then. Oh, so okay. I yeah yeah you know. I mostly saw it because uh, my neighbors had cable and we would always hang out at their mm-hmm. house in my backyard and play. And whenever like one of the cartoon networks came on, I would like we would all rush to their TV. Oh, <laughs> that's so cool! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, babies, babies. Anyways, if I got something wrong in the summary, my bad. I'm kind of sick. <laughs> <laughs> If she trails off into the distance. (laughs) Just know that I am ill. (laughs) (laughs) But she's a trooper, man. She made it here for the show because she's Mm -hmm. here for you guys. I am here. She's here, guys. She's here. (laughs) Um, My Chisme de la Semana is um, I actually saw the Super Bowl and I saw... Um, the that Stranger Things. Oh it's yeah, coming back. Yeah. Um, season two is coming back on Netflix on um, Halloween. Halloween. Oh, okay. so I am really excited because now I have something to do on Halloween except you know not only pass out candy. I get to like <laughs> watch. Um, I get to watch Stranger Things as kids knock on the door. So I am so happy because you know it gets kind of old trying to. Um, maybe rent or like put in your queue all these like horror movies uh-huh. to watch and some of them aren't very good and you watch some like five million times so something new and refreshed and something that I really love I yeah. love Stranger mm-hmm. Things so I'm very excited about that so um, that's my cheese because I I can't wait I haven't seen the trailer yet actually I heard that they was there a trailer or just like a teaser or it was a teaser oh, okay. yeah no, I haven't no. seen it I didn't even, you know what, I didn't even pay attention because, I mean, we were doing a lot of talking while we were watching the Super Bowl, so um, I didn't really see the teaser except all I saw was the font, oh. and oh. it was like uh, Halloween, and I was like, yes, and yeah. you know what, actually, as a matter of fact, I remember this because I cheered and put my hands up because I'm just loud like that, and everybody just turns to me and is like, what the hell, and I'm like, I love that show, and they're like, all right, <laughs> moving on, guys. <laughs> no, I went to see it with my um, the Super Bowl with because um, it was my my cousin's birthday, and um, he, he's mostly like um, I guess those kind of guys that like um, I wouldn't call them gangsters, um, but they, you know they listen to the rancheras and norteñas, and then they drink bucanas, oh, bucanas or whatever. Um, um, there's a specific term for them. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what this. I don't know what it is. I mean, they have shaved heads. They're they're they're, they're paisas. There yeah, 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 exactly, They're yeah, mm-hmm. or or in that category or genre, uh-huh. so when I shouted, yeah, Stranger Things, yeah, and there, everybody turns to me like, what the heck, why is this little lady <laughs> screaming yeah. at the TV and clapping when weird. nothing, when no game is on, right, right, <laughs> it's like a commercial lady, did you not catch that, <laughs> but yeah, no, and, and I had to explain, I love that show, mm-hmm. by the way, that's, that's cool. That's a cool <laughs> show. Yeah, my baby sister is super pumped because she actually saw Stranger Things before I did. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that she did because she's now interested in sci-fi. Oh, oh my that's God. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm just so like, this is your yeah. gateway. Yes, it's your gateway. Awesome. I am like, I have all the things like prepped. Like, <laughs> all, like oh, if you want more Stranger Things stuff, I can give it to you. <laughs> Like you a sci-fi dealer, right? <laughs> you want to discuss it? You want to go in depth? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love when you know somebody gets into it and then they come with questions and then you guys can converse about it. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's like my favorite part of you know this whole geekdom. <laughs> but we are drinking a new beer today. It's actually called the Tattered Prince. Um, it's a spice saison. Is that how you pronounce yes. saison? Okay, mm-hmm. good. Because I'm like saison. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
It's actually a beer that is made by Bottle Logic, and this is a local brewery in Anaheim, California. And um, it's a 7.30%. And it's a, it's, um, it's a beer that's available year-round, so it's not like um, limited edition yeah. or, or anything like that. And actually, this is um, kind of a kind of a kind of a treat because uh, one of our listeners, Eric, um, <laughs> he actually um, bought this for us uh, for us to try and review on the show. So thanks Ooh. so much, Eric. Yeah, for, thank um, you, Eric, for um, for you know hooking us up. Thank you. Saisons are um, because I do love Belgian. Saisons are one of um, my favorites. Uh, it's right uh, up there in that same genre of uh, flavor and taste. And this one is very, um, I was saying earlier, it's very light and it would be an awesome, like on a hot day, very refreshing. There's like a citrusy um, uh, after uh, taste to it on your palate um, and very, very, very just light and refreshing. I really like it a lot. Yeah, definitely. The seven point what was it? Seven point three zero. Yeah, the seven point three zero is a, uh, can definitely get you into some trouble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I could I could down this with a burger or you know Ooh. with uh, uh, tacos or so, mm-hmm. uh, anything because it's that's how light it is. But yeah, that that you can get in trouble with that very quickly. <laughs> Absolutely agreed. So what do you what do you rate this beer? I really like it a lot. I would say um, I would give it a full. Oh, actually, no, a rigid. <laughs> All right. She gives it a rigid, guys. Nice. nice. Very nice. And you know what? You're absolutely right. Um, I um, I usually like to drink really high percentage because I like to get a bang for my buck. <laughs> but, um, but you know what? As time goes on and as older as I get, I realize that it's more about, like, the quality of the beverage and, you know, like, really enjoying a good beer. And this is a very good beer. I'm actually really happy that this is available year-round yeah. in, in mm-hmm. an Anaheim. So um, this actually inspires me to actually go to this place, and maybe hopefully they'll have it on tap. Um, that would be, I think that would throw it up there a notch or two. Do we know, mm-hmm. is it just a tasting room or is it like a restaurant? Um, or it's it's uh, the brewery. Okay. I think it is uh, the microbrewery in Anaheim. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Um, I'm not sure if this is available on the East Coast, but, um, you know, definitely it, it's worth looking for it. Definitely. Yeah. I, I really like it a lot. Um, I, I would uh, buy this and uh, continue to uh, search it out uh, during... Uh, all year round. Yeah, absolutely. And um, actually, I'm I'm very happy about this beer. I actually also give it a rigid. I really, really like it. Um, like you said, it's a nice summer cool beer. It's definitely refreshing. It's something you could just sit in the backyard and you know just have a barbecue or mm-hmm. you know. And actually, my husband he's a really big Belgian um, lover as well. So I can't wait till he comes and then we can go maybe to the brewery and get some either bottled or on tap if yeah. it's available. I'll definitely call ahead and see if it's available on tap. That would be awesome. <laughs> but, yes, I, I completely agree with Kristen. This is really great beer. Um, there's really hardly any aftertaste. It's really refreshing. And there's a nice little bite on your tongue, but it doesn't linger. So I, I really love it. I give it a rigid. <laughs> okay, so 
I just took a sip of it uh, right now again, uh, and I have lost my taste buds. <laughs> like, yeah, but I had drinking it. I had drank a bit of it while I could still taste, and I really did like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was actually I was really kind of nervous because you said you know you didn't like the last one, so I was like, oh, yeah. I hope she likes this one. <laughs> it was it was really good. Um, um, like um, like you said, that has a nice like bite to it. Um. Uh, that you can taste, like, towards the end, but it doesn't linger. It was really good. And then we had just been eating, like, kettle corn right now. <laughs> and so, like, when I took a sip of it, and after that, it just tasted absolutely really good. And um, because I lost my taste, I'm going to give it a full, but it, once I regain my taste, I will try it again. <laughs> absolutely. I'll be so rigid. But you know what? The cool thing is even though you've lost your taste buds, you can still give it a full because you still got some taste True. You know what? You're right. Okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, no, wait. No, wait. Yeah. No, it's so full. It's so full. Yeah. No, no, definitely. I mean, yeah. you know, but uh, I think it'll be awesome because it's kind of amazing. I'm like, I can't wait till you try it again when you regain them. So <laughs> I kind of revisit this. And what Jen said about uh, drinking it after the kettle corn, I, I experienced the exact same thing. The sweetness and the saltiness of the kettle corn really, when I took a sip after having the popcorn in my mouth really enhanced the flavors of the beer. It was mm-hmm. really, really good. You know what? I want to do that now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to taste the kettle corn and then take a sip. Go ahead. But that's awesome. Um, gosh, maybe next time we could bring out some, some, some grapes or something. Maybe that'll enhance it. But you know what? It makes a big difference if you guys pair your beer with something. Um, you know, in this case, kettle kettle corn, kettle popcorn, and it, it, it was really <laughs> a pleasant surprise. Yeah, that was. A yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. even planned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, so uh, two rigid to one full. All right, guys. <laughs> Yay! Gets the work done. Gets the hey. job done. Exactly. <laughs> so, what are we reviewing this week? Our book this week is an all-ages book. Have we done an all-ages book yet? I don't think so. Okay, so it's our first uh, all-ages book, our inaugural all-ages book. And it's by a, uh, it's written by an all-ages uh, queen, mm-hmm. uh, actually. Uh, Raina Tegelmeyer is the queen of all-ages books uh, in the comic industry. Um, she has written um, the books. If you're not uh, familiar with, um, you they're so popular you even uh, see them on the shelves at Target. Yeah. Um, really? Smile and Sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Drama mm-hmm. um, is one of hers, and she also writes the Babysitters Clubs uh, books that are uh, in comic form. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. So she's very prolific with the old ages. Yeah, and she's won uh, some awards. I think she's an Eisner. She's a two-time Eisner Award winner, a Stonewall winner, and on she won an honor um a, an honor book award, which is basically like oh like we can't officially like let you like win, but we'll honor you with this. Oh, uh-huh. It's kind of like the same thing will happen with the like the Hugo Awards, where like people kind of like look down on comics. So oh. when it's nominated for something, people are like, "What?" So it was, you know, I think in an effort to avoid that whole drama, <laughs> they gave her an honor. Yeah, they gave her an honor book. Oh, that makes wow. me so mad yeah, I when know, I hear right? that. Yeah, and it's just, and Smile is actually a New York Times editor's choice. Oh, wow! Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. 
So I've never read Smile or Sisters. They're definitely on my uh, my list of things to read because they're super, super popular at the shop mm-hmm. with uh, the tween uh, age range. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever I recommend, I and I always recommend it based on Jen's sister's <laughs> recommendation. Oh, really? Yes. yes. She told me that she recommended it to her younger sister, and her sister just completely went crazy for it and loved it and just wanted to devour all the other books that mm-hmm. uh, Reina wrote. And so... Um, Usually that's all I say is that uh, a 12-year-old girl wrote, read this. How old is she? Did she well, now she, she is, uh, she's going to be 15 okay. this year. But she still loves them. Yeah. She's, so. she's absolutely in love with these books. And actually, when I took Ghosts home, my little brother read it, and then she read it first. <laughs> <laughs> they beat me to the punch. <laughs> yeah, so that, uh, the book that we read today is Ghosts. It's her um, most recent book that she uh, has written, mm-hmm. and um, it is, uh, I would say, uh, just a, a quick summary of, of the book. It's um, the story of um, Katrina? Katarina, I, I think. Yeah, because she's named after the Katarina. The, mm-hmm. the Katarina. Yeah. Okay, I, was it, it was Katarina? Uh-huh. Okay. But they call her Kat. Okay. Yeah, so that's yeah. Yeah. And uh, her younger sister Maya, um, they moved from their hometown to uh, in Southern California, which you know it's Southern California because they're eating at um, a restaurant called um, I think it's called Out and Back or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, that's, that is supposed to be their version of In and Out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and they they specifically mentioned that there is n- no uh, restaurant uh, out. Uh, is that what it's called? Out and back, something like that. Mm-hmm. That's a, like a play on words of in and out. That there isn't one in Northern California. That they are only in Southern California. But they moved to Northern Wait, California. Is that legit real? What? That is that, there's no in and out in Northern California. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> this is how you can tell I'm a SoCal girl. I'm offended by that. Yeah, not so much anymore. They've oh, okay. started moving, but it was a thing for a while that In-N-Out was only SoCal. Oh. Then they kind of expanded to, I think, Arizona and more Central California. Oh, and I want to say now there might be some that are in Northern California. But back in the day, you had to go to Southern California to eat In-N-Out. Uh, in and out was um, the the very first in and out was in Baldwin Park. Oh what? wow! Mm-hmm. Is it the, still there? The, uh, yes, nice. it's actually their in and out college. Oh, oh that's if right. you drive down the sixty, I think. Yes, you you pass um, in and out college. Yeah, nice. where they <laughs> if you go to work for in and out, you have to go to in and out college, wow. <laughs> and they teach you the 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 in and out. out. <laughs> For them, <laughs> and they're um, they're still family owned, wow. and, and yeah, and I mean I'm sure you all have heard of just the great benefits that you get as an employee when you work for In and Out. So. Yeah. So we digress. <laughs> um, so Kat and Maya and her family have to move from Southern California to Northern California um, because Kat. Uh, cat sister Maya has cystic fibrosis, and the um, the environment and the weather in Northern California is going to be um, better for her um, sickness uh, up there. So they have to move, and they move to this um, this like cold 
foggy, gloomy mm-hmm. uh, town by the uh, by the ocean. It's kind of like a. I got very much a New England vibes. Yeah, which I know, which is what, what, what most of Northern California mm-hmm. and like the the north of west the, the north of the West Coast, like I, Washington and Oregon. Are. You know what I thought? I thought when I read that, um, I thought um, uh, Santa Clara. Uh-huh, Santa uh, Clarita or uh-huh. Santa Clara? Uh, one of the two. The one where they filmed the movie Lost Boys. Santa Clara. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Because yeah. uh-huh. I was thinking, oh, they, you know, like, it's so, like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, by the beach and there's, mm-hmm. like, you know, supernatural stuff happening. Yeah, there's mountains and, like, forests, mm-hmm. uh, like a forest right by the beach and stuff. Raina, yeah. I think, herself said that she um, likened it after Half Moon Bay. Which, mm-hmm. I don't know if she said she lived there for a while, or she used to visit as a child there. I think she lived there, or, like, something about visiting family members. Okay, which, visit. in the book, she calls it uh, Vagia de la Luna, mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, right, right. which is kind of uh, <laughs> also a little takeoff of Half Moon Bay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, it's very, very uh, gloomy and um, overcast all the time. The... Um, the fog coming in from the ocean is just always hanging overhead, and it's a complete 180 from where they were living when they were in Southern California, obviously. Uh, yeah. You can even see Kat when she's testing her friends. Mm-hmm. Um, her friends uh, have tell her, it's sunny here, it's nice here, it, mm-hmm. you know, we're outside playing. So um, that's a, a big change for her, the weather. But just uh, having to move, I mean, we... Cat herself is like um, junior high age. Yeah, middle and school. Yeah, middle yeah. school. And so um, having to move in middle school is oh, like uh, a big deal. Leaving all your friends behind that you've I you've uh, <laughs> you've worked uh, to really uh, form your circle of friends during elementary, and uh, when you you move uh, during middle school, that's really hard, and especially all the the preteen adolescent angst that's going on yeah uh, <laughs> absolutely i mean yeah. your whole life pretty much revolves around these kids yeah, yeah. Your, your your circle of friends your high school experience or junior high school experience so um i kind of felt for her yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah for sure so uh they move and all this cool stuff happens that revolves around um the 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 myths and the the interesting history of this new town that they moved to that has a lot to do with their um, their belief, uh, their strong belief in their celebration of the uh, Dia de los Muertos mm-hmm. um, event that happens every year in November. So um, that's kind of the brief summary, but uh, I really, really, really um, was so happy reading this book and the art and everything, especially when uh, the cel- the Dia de los Muertos celebration started coming as part of the story and all the artwork and stuff like that. I really liked it a lot. Yeah, and it's just, this book touches on so many things. It touches yes. on, like, you know, moving, change. Mm-hmm. It talks about death. It talks about sickness in the family. It talks about, uh, like, it even talks about, like, uh, like you said, did I already say family? I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it touches on so many themes that, like, uh, I was talking with Kristen earlier. This book had me in tears in a lot of points of it. For an all-ages book, like, dang. Yeah. Like, it ripped my heart out and stuff <laughs> while you're at it. Just, just do it, Raina. Like, 
It was so emotional. The family itself um, is Mexican, uh, Mexican American, mm-hmm. um, but. There's talks in the book itself where the mother um, talks about her her mother being an immigrant, right, mm-hmm. uh, and coming over and how I I thought it was so um, awesome that uh, Reina really touched upon um, mm-hmm. the truth of uh, how it's how it is mm-hmm. for a lot of children of immigrants. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, definitely. That mixed feeling of um, knowing that this is your culture and seeing your parents really like wanting you to embrace it and wanting you to um, to speak their language and to eat their food and to mm-hmm. just really make it part of who you are and you being um, a, a person who's trying to, especially because the mother is telling her story to Kat and Maya, how as a teenager she just wanted to fit in with her friends. Mm-hmm. And so she didn't want to really have a lot to do with that. And so she kind of pushed it away. And, and as an adult, she regrets it yeah. and, and, and really wishes that she would have embraced it when she was younger. Yeah, that, that, the fact that she touched on that, fact that she could glean that information, uh, her, she herself being um, a, a white American, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and touch on it and mention it, I think that was, that was amazing that she... And which is why I really love the book, because I have seen this happen. Yes, so have I. I've seen it happen on a lot, lot of my old, like, high school, middle school friends. Um, when the, we were growing up, they rejected their, um, uh, I guess, their inheritance of, of the culture. <laughs> uh-huh. they, rejected, they rejected it. And many of them now are, like, full swing getting back into the culture and just uh, just being like, oh, like, oh, mom, tell me this. Oh, mom, tell me that. Or, like, asking their parents for information. Going back to the mother country <laughs> and really wanting to get into it. And then some of them even now still reject that. Uh, they just, they're just all like, oh, like, I don't want anything to do with this. I'm like, I'm American. I'm not, uh, I'm not a hyphenated. I'm just American. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, that's so sad. Like, come on, like, we're all about individualism, like, you should embrace that, that, in that unique individual part of yourself that kind of sets you apart. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a, a kind of a, I, when I was reading this book, I felt like a really personal connection mm-hmm. to this book, only because um, I lost my mother, mm-hmm. um, and um, w- the conversation that the mother is describing to Maya oh, and to Kat yeah. actually I, it was like it hit close to home. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Um, for example, when they were having dinner and she was explaining how I, I wish that you guys could have had my mom's tamales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, that really hit close to home because my mom would make me a, a specific dish that she made. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, she learned it from my dad's mother. Mm-hmm. And then she passed. So, like, the, the recipe's lost. Oh. It's completely lost. And that was my favorite dish ever. But oh. I never... I never took the time, even though I was always in the kitchen with her, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. yeah. So I never took the time to actually learn it. So a lot of things were lost when she passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that really hit close to home. Um, that conversation they had where she said, um, you know, I was trying to do things the new way, the modern way, mm-hmm. um, because I felt that the old way wasn't, the you know, the way it should be here in the state. Right. Mm-hmm. That That's a conversation I also had with my mom. Um you know, I'm here, you know, all wild and trying to do things mm-hmm. my way. And, you know, um, it was really difficult for her. 
Um, there were times where she was like, why can't you just be normal? <laughs> and I, I get that now. I totally yeah. get it. I mean, at the time, I was like, how insulting. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, um, um, and this is what I love about this book, that it, they got it so right. Yeah. In yeah. such, in maybe like three or four pages. I mean, it was just so spot on. Mm-hmm. And, and it mm-hmm. was so emotional and, and very subtle and just so real to me. And, you know, even though it's a cart these little cartoons and these little and that's another thing i really love the art i love how i love this in particular i'm jumping all over the place because i really love this book um how like when uh there's a part where she squeezes her arm and and it it has a little like line to it and it's a squeeze so like uh, not only are you seeing it yeah you're you're kind of like it kind of gives you like a heads up this is like peak squeeze mm-hmm. or you know like i love that i really do i oh, I, okay. I thought that was really cute about this specific art uh-huh. um but i really love the whole book um i started to read it when i was getting my tire fixed and then the tire was done and i'm like i don't want to put this down <laughs> <laughs> but i go to work uh but yeah. then um yeah it's just for being an all ages book it's a really great book, and once you start reading it, it's going to be hard to put it down. Yeah. Yeah, true. One true. of the things that I started to realize when I was reading it um, was something that I had to stop myself from doing, and that was um, starting to be critical of, like, this can't really happen. Mm-hmm. And I started to – I had to remind myself, this is an all-ages book, and Kids have such an easier time with suspension of disbelief. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, put in the book that, you know, there's, well, I mean, let's just take uh, Spider-Man for, (laughs) (laughs) you know, a a person is is bit by a spider and can fly through the air and shoot Webster's and, and, you know, kids will just take it for face value and just keep reading. And when um, the ghosts... uh, Spoiler alert, <laughs> when the ghosts actually started um, being real and coming um, into the storyline, I started kind of like drifting away and was like, this is kind of silly. And I had to stop myself from that and was, I was like, no, I have to like immerse myself back uh, into the storyline. Yeah. And um, I was reading some... Uh, some other uh, reviews, and a lot of people were saying the same thing. I hadn't read that uh, before I, I read the book, so I didn't know that other people had that same problem. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things that I myself try to really avoid as an adult is to not lose that, like, childlike wonder mm-hmm. um, and uh, and not lose that, like, uh, appreciation of that kind of, like, fantasy type stuff mm-hmm. um and so i once i did that and i got back into the story i really really uh enjoyed it a lot absolutely i i really love this book i <clears throat> i even put i even text the message i'm like i'm loving this book <laughs> <laughs> I, you know this is one of the books that i actually from the stuff that we have reviewed that it was really hard for me to put it down mm-hmm. like i just really wanted to know what happened mm-hmm. and i i loved it i loved um the use of a real illness oh, yeah. uh, in a child's, yeah. uh, in an all-ages book because uh-huh. it makes mortality more real to them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and these little subtle phrases that some of the characters say throughout the story about she's maybe not going to survive mm-hmm. much longer uh-huh. because of this illness that has no cure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, 
Yeah, I was telling uh, Jen earlier that there were a few times in the book where um, Kat is somewhere by herself or without her sister, and all of a sudden she stops and was like, Kat, I mean, Maya, Mm -hmm. and she runs home, and oh my gosh, every time that happened and you're not sure what's going to happen after that, I I started tearing up (laughs) because I was like... Uh, so invested in these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just uh, so emotional. Just the the Raina, the the author, um, her ability to be able to uh, convey um, what it's really like for a family to be living with this, uh, a this terminally ill yes, child. a terminally ill child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and not only that, like, I really loved um, how she caught, I don't know if you, uh, I've, I've seen maybe documentaries or, you know, things like that where the kids that are terminally ill, they for some reason have, like, this old soul mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where they have accepted what's going on. Yeah. And they're actually guiding their family yeah. through this. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I feel that Maya had this spark as well. Yeah. And the way she um, wrote her, uh, I thought it was really brilliant. I yeah. Thought, um, I really, um, I didn't feel sorry for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I felt worse for the family. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, I just felt like she gave me hope. Because um, she was, she didn't even talk about her illness. She just yeah. wanted to have a good time, and yeah, she just wanted to live to for live. as much as much as she as she could while she still has it. Yeah, but not only live, but also help her sister through this. Yeah, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I thought was amazing. Yeah, I think there's a line in the book where she's just all like, uh, she's like, I don't want you to, I don't like, I don't, I don't want to worry about you when I'm gone. And I'm just like, dang, I'm <laughs> just like that. That is some. Self-awareness to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Raina Telgemeier is not Latina, um, but we chose this book because the family um, is a Latino family, and it revolves um, mostly around uh, the the Latino celebration of Dia de los Muertos. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, a, it's a big part of the story, um, and it connects. Um, so many of the um, of the, uh, the the mother to her mother and the and uh, the children to the the grandmother. So uh, there, it's connecting across. What's the word I want to say? Um, it's I don't know what I'm. Uh, <laughs> it's connecting generations. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, okay. it's <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's connect this. Uh, this celebration is just connecting uh, through so many generations, and it's also um, helping Maya to um, transition. To transition, <laughs> yeah, kind of, that, that's kind of what she is doing. She, out of everybody, um, uh, out of the family, Cat kind of didn't want to believe in ghosts. Oh, and absolutely. Maya, she was totally yeah, she was yeah. resistant. But Maya was. So focused on this being true, mm-hmm. and you you get the feeling um, that it's because she wanted to have like this sense of peace that she that wanted she, purity. Yes, yeah. that that she would be able to um, that there was something for her after. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was actually a line in the book where she said, you know, why do you you know it's dangerous. He, um, Kat was like, it's dangerous. You shouldn't do this. I'm scared. And she's like. I want to know that there's something more. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That and there's something after. There's something after. Yeah. And I was like, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, man. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm not even comfortable with this right now. <laughs> I think um, one of the, I know, going back to the whole ghost and, like, how they were real and corporeal, um, actually, that, I really liked that part. It didn't really affect me that much, mostly because my mom, my parents, uh, have raised me on these old stories about the old country, the mother country, Guatemala, and where my mom lives is creepy. It's like it's, <laughs> she literally lives on top of a mountain in a tiny, tiny village that is probably no more than maybe, like, 15 major families. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it is when I first went there during, during the rainy season, and it was just, I almost never saw the sun. Wow. It was like, it was like, you know, there were clouds everywhere. It was moist. Is it like rainforest dams. type? Yeah. Mostly. Okay. Um, uh, my dad lived, my, my dad lived in the plains. My mom lived in the mountains. Okay. Yeah. And so my dad's place, I was, I was actually pretty cool with <laughs> But my mom's place, like, I was just like, it just, it just screamed like, oh my God, I could die here. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Well, like, cause like, even like getting up there. The cars go through, um, uh, oh, God, in, in Spanish, it's called barrancos. Oh, my God, like cliffs and stuff? Yeah, like cliffs. Like, the With road is so narrow. Oh. And I'm just all like, oh, God, like, please don't let me die here. Please wow. don't let, like, And are they going, like, really fast? I hate that. <laughs> they just, they have no traffic laws. They have no traffic laws, and they don't care, and, like, they don't care if you wear a seatbelt or not. And you travel in the back, in the, like, those trucks where yeah. you go, like, Oh, yeah, that's seat. right. Uh, like, pickups. Oh my God! Yeah, we went in one that wasn't covered, and I was just all like, "You oh would see everything." God. I was just all like, "Oh my God! Like, look at that drop!" It was just uh, and so and you're like, I, has, "Has anyone died?" Oh no, I did ask that, and oh, they're like, shit. and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're yeah. so they were so blessed. They were just like, so long as you don't drive drunk, you're fine." And I'm oh like, wow! <laughs> okay. like, I was just all like, "Oh my God!" Oh, uh, I would be like, "Oh." I'm just gonna walk. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just thing. The the village where my mom to the next major town is, and this is true because my grandpa has done it, is a six hour walk. What wow. the heck? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It is a six hour walk. That's like going. That's like full time almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not only not only that. This is my grandfather who has lived here, so he's like adjusted to it, and that's how long it takes me. For me, a city girl. Like, <laughs> like, it would have literally taken me, like, maybe double, triple that. Oh, <laughs> so like, and I wanted to be in the town so much. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. And so, um, going back to the whole ghost part, when you mentioned that, I was just like, seems legit. <laughs> you know, um, it's true. My grandmother used to tell me all kinds of stories about ghosts. And mm-hmm. uh, I think... Uh, I talked about this in another discussion group when we were talking about um, La Llorona. Uh-huh. Every oh Latina grandmother oh or yes. auntie or mom has a story about how she or her friend or the uh, mother of her friend has friend seen friend. La Llorona. Oh, God, <laughs> and yes. my grandmother would relate a story to me about how she was driving home one night and um, that she came across this woman dressed in white, floating across the street, and that they stopped and uh, they had a car that had like a, a spotlight on it and that they shone it on the, uh, on the, where the woman was and that she just disappeared. She 
told me that story when I I must have been like five or six, <laughs> and oh, I wow. remember being like so enthralled and like oh my gosh, and and she would recount it like over the years, and um, there was always uh, a story of like a ghost or like mm-hmm. a you know a family member or mm-hmm. and my mother is convinced that my grandmother and her sisters um, were kind of dabbled into Santeria a little bit. Oh. So, um, it's always, it's always <laughs> It's brujeria, santeria, algo. There's always one in the family, guys. Legit, I think my mom thinks I'm that person. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, no, yeah, but definitely, uh, what I think what took me out the most was probably how cute the ghosts were. They were oh, cute. Yeah, they, they were, were so cute. Oh, like, they was, the drawing style is adorable. And I was just like, oh, that ghost is cute. And so <laughs> that was just, that was, mo- that was most The cute. little uncle it's at the end. Oh, oh he oh was so cute. That was, that was heartbreaking and so adorable at yes, the same time. Yes, yes, And it's, uh, I really like the fact, uh, when you read some of the back matter, um, there's a specific scene where the ghost inhales some of the oxygen. Yes, yeah. That, um, uh, that um, uh, Maya needs, that Maya uses to help her breathe. Mm-hmm. And he just goes, it is like he is uh, high as a kite. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> like he's bouncing around, like he just took a hit of cocaine. <laughs> and so, and it's just like, in in the back matter, she says like, oh yeah, I added that because um, I wanted to, she said that she wanted to reflect how how Maya and the ghost are basic, basically can't breathe. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that is so sad. I'm just I like, know. it turned that cute moment more of it, and I was just like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so that was, that, that's one of my favorite scenes. Now that I know the, yeah. the like, little Beck, why she did it, why she chose to do that, I was just like, dang, that's, that's deep. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, uh, I like the fact that Maya's uh, mom hyphenated her last name. So her, the dad um, has, uh, I think, oh. I think he's he's uh, he's white. So they yeah. have like a white last name, uh-huh. but um, but they both hyphenated their names. So like when uh, somebody comes to visit, like Carlos, uh-huh. he he refers yes. to them uh, with it, their ha- hyphenated yes. last name, uh-huh. and I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> You're so cool. <laughs> and that's actually what I have. Like uh, my name is my mom and my dad's name hyphenated. Basically. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. So yeah, I, I really like that about it. It's very, um, very old world, but then mixed with the new modern world, and mixed mm-hmm. with like the old ways, and you know the new ways. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and it's just like uh, in Lost Boys, where everybody, everybody who lives in the town, just kind of accepts that they're oh, vampires. So <laughs> cool. yeah. here in this uh, story, everybody in uh, Bahia de la Luna accepts that there are ghosts that hang out and their spirits that hang out and they really look forward to the Dia de los Muertos uh, celebration. celebration every yeah. year. Um, they look forward to seeing the ghosts and interacting with them and I thought it was so cool when uh, when uh, Carlos is the, the boy's the name? Boy's name okay. yeah. Carlos is the next door neighbor and um, he takes Kat to go meet ghosts for the first time. Kat and Maya. I think it's a ghost tour. Yeah and uh, the way that they quote unquote attract them is they had a bottle of like orange soda. Fanta. 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 
That's what I thought of. And yeah. it attracted the ghosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the celebration, you could see all the uh, the humans and the ghosts who were talking were drinking orange but, soda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing that I really liked was, uh, in, in reference to that, was that um, she met Carlos was like her first, uh, the same age kind of yeah. person uh-huh. she meets at this new Bahia de la Luna. And... Um, and she's, like, kind of annoyed by him because he's spreading all these, like, little tales and, you know, riling up Maya with his ghost stories. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, ugh, like, I'm so annoyed by this. Mm-hmm. So when she goes to school, she meets a, a, this girl, and she's like, oh, I love your lipstick. Oh, it's this shade. I bought it and so-and-so. And, you know, they're interacting in the girl talk. Mm-hmm. And then um, she's, like, in her head, you, you hear, you know, you read her thoughts. She's like, Oh my God, this is so cool! She hasn't mentioned ghosts not once. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> she's like refre- She's like really refreshed that this conversation has nothing to do with ghosts. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, she's like, "Oh, I met this really cute guy." She's like, "Oh, really?" She goes, "Too bad he's been dead for like." You know, hundreds of years. Yeah. years yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah. Because she was, like, so tired of hearing ghost stories from everyone in town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought that was really cute. Um um, I, I really just love the way that um, there was such a yin-yang between the sisters. One of them was completely accepting of the ghosts and the stories yeah. and everything. While Maya was scared, um, she was frightened. She, there no, Kat. Kat, Kat was scared. Maya was accepting. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I always do that. I always mix the names. Um, yeah, Kat was, like, scared. She was afraid for Maya because they might take her away or hurt her. Um, she was just like, don't open the door. Yeah. Don't go outside. Um, she kept telling the ghost, "Go away." Um, so, um, but I, I really, I really like how the development of these characters came about, and that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I really enjoyed. Uh, you could see Cat uh, coming around, and when she finally accepted everything, I thought it was awesome the way that uh, the the writer kind of brought it full circle. Um, because throughout the book, you see the family has um, a. a an ofrenda that they're doing in their um, in, in their, their house, house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for their grandmother mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, for the mom's mom and um, how they're so disappointed that they never saw her and they never met her and then at the end the this, the scene that they have that was just so touching that um, I won't say what it is but just uh, you assume that the grandmother finally uh, showed Made an up appearance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was very sweet it was great I love the end. Uh, who else thought that, that the ending was going to be Maya passing away? I, uh, <laughs> I did. I did too. I was like, I, I want to yes. read it, but I'm so scared she's going to be passing. I, yeah. There were a couple of times that I thought for sure I was going to turn the page, and she and I was already crying. Right. Uh-huh. Me too. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to happen. No, oh, my God. It's, it's kind of, you're excited to turn the page, but at the same time, yeah. you're like dreading it. You're like, oh, my God, this is it. This is it. Honestly, I think if she had died, it would be like it. 13 and up book because that's usually what it is like if there's a death involved or something I didn't even think about that they bumped the rating but I still got the same feel too I'm just like oh my god like she's gonna die she's gonna die (laughs) because they kept talking about they made it a point the parents made it a point to talk about how um, she was born with it Mm-hmm. So and that uh, it was a degenerative disease, which meant that she, um, she was, was not going to get, get better. She was only going to get worse. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, they kept inserting little things like that in the story, and so I thought, okay, this is their way of like prepping the young kids who are reading this book for the uh, the 
inevitable inevitable truth. death. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I definitely thought that uh, there was a scene where Cat, I think she was, I don't know where she was, if she was with Carlos or she was somewhere, but she's by herself, and the ghosts are following her home or something, mm-hmm. and so Cat gets in her mind that the ghost is coming to take Maya away, mm-hmm. and there's just this this uh, panel where she just screams out Maya and starts running home and oh my gosh I lost it (laughs) (laughs) you know I I really really loved and appreciate the fact that um on the scenes where Maya is getting her treatments like she has a breathing treatment Mm -hmm. she has a vest that vibrates in order to release Mm -hmm. the mucus that's Mm -hmm. accumulated in her lungs and especially the feeding tube I oh, thought that yeah. was like, yeah. That was, like I, was, I can't believe they're showing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was amazing. Like you don't ever really see like actual terminal illness or like degenerative illnesses yeah. in old ages books. They usually just mention it and like throw and maybe one over it. Yeah. Or like maybe like oh somehow they finally like they end up in the hospital and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. no, this really got into mm-hmm. what oh, cystic fibrosis is mm-hmm. and i was just like whoa and i learned i learned a lot me too yeah. and then the, i really appreciate the little insert in the back where it actually explains the illness like at a, in a more profound level but uh-huh. um but just seeing the images and it was i i, I really like that i really like mm-hmm. that you know she wasn't glossing over it like you said yeah mm-hmm. um she was presenting it but not in a like a morbid or like graphic way. Yeah, yeah, it was just like really just this is the routine we go yeah. through mm-hmm. and then, you know, they explain to the reader, you know, because she doesn't get her nutrients regularly through normal ingestion of food. Yeah. She has this feeding tube. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was I thought that was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that in this book. Yeah, yeah that was definitely I think uh, one of the things that Raina I think gets praised for a lot is that she doesn't talk down to her audience. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and I think children pick up on that a lot. Yeah. Um, and when it happens in real life, it, they really get frustrated. But they can they can definitely also feel it in um, a book form. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really cool that she uh, she she treats it as you know it. That this is just something that, uh, that th- these are all parts of you know what has to happen when somebody is sick with cystic fibrosis. Mm-hmm. And I I also really like when. Um, you know, like the actual interaction of the family where because, um, you know, the family isn't dealing, it's, you know, like I said, Maya is the only one who's actually really accepting of the situation. Mm-hmm. She's actually helping her family go through it. Um, but one of the things you get to see how, like, Cat uh, is kind of, like, fed up because when it, it's it's all about Maya. Yeah. Like, yeah. like when yeah. Maya kind of picks a little fight and then Cat wants to, you know, continue this by they're like cat you should know better yeah uh-huh. like and all you know and we all went through that with our younger sibling yeah, there, yeah you know like, like, like oh my oh. god why is it all about them yeah right? <laughs> exactly and i'm like dang i could feel that too like i felt that um uh-huh. her frustration and and i've actually lived through that too like oh why does it always have to be about them yeah uh-huh. you know um but um uh, i really like how that came across in these pages yeah, yeah. Yeah, her frustration and mm-hmm. you know growing up and stuff. I really love this book. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yes, I definitely. Uh, this is the first uh, Rena Telgemeier book that I've read. Um, I had been, like I said, wanting to read Sisters and Smile because I've heard such good things about it from uh, other uh, young 
uh, readers that we get into the shop, and uh, Jen had such high praise for it uh, from her sister. Um, but this is the first book of hers that I've read, and um, I definitely am going to recommend the, the heck out of it to everybody that comes into the, the shop who's looking for um, a an all-ages book to uh, recommend to uh, kids. So I, I'm I'm really happy that uh, we read it, and I'm really excited about uh, sharing it with other people. Oh yeah, me yeah. too. I can't wait. It's gonna be great. I actually um, I'm thinking of sharing it with my nephew. Um, oh, I haven't gotten oh. around to it yet. We had so much going on this weekend, but I'm definitely gonna be like read this. <laughs> <laughs> So it's gonna be cool. Yeah, I've already heard some uh, feedback from some of the kids that come in um, where I'll say, oh, oh this is uh, Ghost, have you read it? Oh, yeah. Like, as soon as it comes out, they, yeah. they're all over it. And like I said, mm-hmm. she, um, this is one of the graphic novels, uh, or one of the graphic novel writers who is widely accepted. And mm-hmm. um, I see Smile and uh, Sisters on the shelves at Target all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to definitely keep an eye on that. That's pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you guys want to rate it? Oh, I def. You know what do we have? I have never done a one or two, uh, Quancho, So we're on a roll. I definitely <laughs> say this is the the full three uh, Quanchos, and Quanchos made an appearance in the book. They did. <laughs> they did. They did. Oh my God! That three was Quanchos so for cool. the Quancho book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree. Three Quanchos for me, chocolate included. <laughs> yeah, no, I really love this. I love this. And then the little subtle things like. Um, Carlos brings Marigold to yes. the yeah. for um, for Maya because they are La Flor de Muerta. So um, these little things that that are true about this um, holiday yeah. celebration, mm-hmm. they were like inserted throughout the story. Yeah, which, you know. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say they. Uh, she does a good job of not just showing but um, explaining. They mm-hmm. explain why they uh, while why the people who are attending the celebration dress up as um, skeletons. Mm-hmm. And she explains that it's part of the tradition because um, they don't want the spirits to feel awkward that they're there with. Uh, uh, with flesh and blood. Yeah, <laughs> without their their body. Uh-huh. So you, they, uh, the people who are celebrating are dressed as how they would expect the the spirits who are going to be coming to look. Mm-hmm. So to, it was all about making them feel welcome. Yeah, exactly. I totally loved, loved that, it. Yeah. Totally loved it. Well, how many conchas do you give it? I get three conchas, one de fresa, one de <laughs> and one de chocolate, and it gets all the champurrado. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. I was so glad we read this book. I really am. I, like I said, I, it was hard for me to put it down, um, and I was just really happy with it. Um, at first I saw it, and I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. I wonder why they chose this. And then I started, oh, my God. <laughs> so good. I love the art. I love the story. I love the character development, and the end was perfect. It's just perfect. Perfect book. I'm definitely looking forward to reading her other stuff. Yeah, me too. Uh, Like I said, she's always been there uh, on my list of things to read, so I'm glad glad this is what we started with, though, or what I started with. Nice yeah, me too. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. You'll definitely love Smile and Sisters and drama if you get to it. It's nice. really great. Yeah, Taffy. <laughs> <laughs> we have our little mascot in the office, and she's she's just kind of breathing heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's Taffy. 
<laughs> that cute. Um, so, guys, uh, what is on your radar? What's on my radar? Do you guys have anything uh, you want to go with? Oh, on my radar. Because I have a long thing, so you just you can start. Okay, uh, on my radar, just to start off with, um, um, uh, during, again, the Super, the Super Bowl, I saw a uh, commercial for Legion. I don't know much, but I know I love you. <laughs> no, no um, I don't know much about Legion as a character, um, and I don't know if this show is going to go on that route, but it's... Um, Xavier from X-Men's son, as far as I know. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to do a little kind of um, backstory um, um, review on the character Legion and then kind of read about what this show is going to be about. There are so many people, so I couldn't really hear the teaser, um, but um, I'll look into that. That's on my radar. It's it, on my radar, too. Yeah. I'm a big X-Men fan, uh, so when I saw that this was coming up, it definitely piqued my interest. So I... Um, I, I really want to watch it, and I want to kind of know, um, honestly, I want to know what books I need to read to kind of get me, like, set to know what's going on mm -hmm. with what I'm watching on TV. Well, lucky exactly. for you, I kind of know because of Kev. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's actually called uh, X-Men Legacy. Okay. X-Men Legacy, and I believe it's four volumes, and okay. that big, um, uh, that features like uh legion and i think what they're going to be going oh, for okay um, uh, for the tv show or at least an approximate uh oh, something like it something like it yeah okay um it, it, in the, i mean uh, one of the things that caught my eye was like legion okay that i knew about the character um and another thing i saw was the o is shaped like the x-men yeah. logo so mm -hmm. i'm like they can't be just Toying with me, it has to be, <laughs> it has to be comic book related. Yes, uh, but then you know, like I hope it's not disappointing, like uh, Lucifer, um, which is also based on uh, loosely based on the character Lucifer that was first uh, introduced in the Sandman uh, trade paperbacks uh, storyline from Neil Gaiman. So we'll see. Well, it, that's it, on the radar. It it is definitely loosely, I would say, based. But I love me some Lucifer. <laughs> <laughs> no, now on my radar is actually I'm actually gonna go with an anime, and um, this is one that both me and my little sister absolutely lost our minds last year. Uh, I was kind of in the hospital, but she went to uh, Anime Expo with the tickets I bought her. That's right. Oh my gosh! And so they announced that there was gonna be a season two of Blue Exorcist. And uh, that's an anime about these uh, about these two twin boys, uh, mostly focused on the on the more I guess on the older twin. His name is Rin, and he is the son of Satan. But you oh, okay. yeah, and, but <laughs> and he's half human, half half demon or whatever. And while his other twin didn't get any of the demon powers, he's like full, mostly full human. Aww. And uh, <laughs> and um, uh, he doesn't like his father, so he wants to become an exorcist so he can, quote unquote, kill Satan. Uh, and so uh, when season one, season one came out a while ago, and me and my little sister absolutely adored it, and my little sister more because she was around like. 10, 11, I want to say, when it first came out, uh, and Rin was 15, and now she's 15, and Rin's still 15, and she is, like, <laughs> she, she, she has her first anime crush. <laughs> 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 and, um, and so she's, uh, it just came out, 
it live streams on Hulu. Yes, sir. Oh. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but uh, just because you said anime crush, who guy? Who was your anime crush when you were kind of younger? Oh, shit, don't call me out, yo. <laughs> I didn't watch anime. I know. Okay. If you watch no. Dragon Ball Z or Pokemon or um, Neon Genesis Evangelion, yeah. Cowboy Bebop, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I. I didn't even know that word anime until <laughs> like probably five years ago. Uh, um, but animation, uh, my animation. my crush was Aquaman from the oh, Justice <laughs> from Super Friends. Super Friends. <laughs> I literally would kiss the TV when he would come on the screen. Oh. As we all know, and in case the readers don't know, I am bisexual, and my first anime crush was actually on a girl, uh. and it was from Naruto, and her name was Hinata, and I thought she was, like, super uh. cute, and I should that should have clued me in. Way back when I first watched it, I was just like, like, everybody was just all like, oh, like, like, oh, I like Naruto, I like Sasuke, I like blah, 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 and I'm just all like, I like <laughs> None of those. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like them, but I'm not like the like yeah. like uh, kids would say like, oh, this is my husband and stuff like that. I was just like, nah, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. I was just like, but uh, definitely felt something for Hinata. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I had two tuxedo masks from Tuxedo Mask. Tuxedo Mask. I always thought uh, Serena did not deserve him, but whatever. Um, and um, also um, Tetsuo from Akira the movie. Oh. Tetsuo. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, those those are my anime crush. Continue. I'm sorry to cut you off. <laughs> okay. So the uh, season two has finally been released. I believe the first five episodes are up on Hulu, and um, um, it's called Blue Exorcist Kyoto Saga. Hmm. And it is already amazing and, like, legitimately not lying. My little sister, like, screamed and cried when she saw the first episode. Oh, how cool. <laughs> is, is the first season or... The first season uh, is on Netflix. too. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it's also available on Hulu. Okay. In, in dub or sub. Oh, nice. Yeah. Do you, con- uh, do you prefer subbed or dubbed? Um, I prefer sub, mostly because I can keep up with the reading. I'm a pretty fast reader, and I know a bit of Japanese, yeah. so I can keep up with it my sister she prefers dub may i ask uh the consistency of the story is it the same subbed and dubbed or no um yeah pretty much it is um yeah it stays consistent um i believe like the translation though in english is a little bit more tame than, uh, yeah. Than um uh, than the actual like Japanese version. Yeah, you know when I read an article recently about Pokemon, <coughs> uh, how the original looked and the things that they would do and say, and then how they had to change it for American oh, consumption. Yeah. I had no idea. I yeah. was super super interested in that. <laughs> the funniest one that I know of is um uh, Four Kids. Do you remember Four Kids? Well, Four Kids used to uh do the translation work for a lot of. The um, uh, a lot of animation, a lot of animes, and the most infamous one is Yu-Gi-Oh. They took out a lot, a lot of uh, stuff, and they like changed the language for uh-huh. a lot of it. So as a kid, I loved it. I didn't notice it, but as an adult, when I went to re- rewatch it, and I didn't know not as not as an adult, I was like a basically a high schooler. Uh, I went back to rewatch it, and I was just like, 
something is not right here. <laughs> and I find I was able to find a sub version of it, and I was just like, well, this is a lot more graphic. <laughs> it's a lot more graphic. <laughs> I actually had that same thing happen to me with Dragon Ball. Dragon I Ball. Used, I used to watch it in Japanese, subbed. Mm-hmm. And then and then uh, when I was in high school, I think the um, the dubbed dubbed came out. Mm-hmm. Sorry, and um, I was like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, they this can't isn't right. <laughs> they can't they can't show blood, and <laughs> it was and, awful. I'm like, "This is no, this is not my Dragon Ball." <laughs> no, I I love watching the you know, dub version because it is hilarious to me. I'm just all like. I literally watch it just to laugh at it. I'm just like, I'm just like, oh my god, this is so amazing! Like, it's so bad, it's good. Right. I've always wanted to to start somewhere with anime Uh because I feel like I'm missing out um, on uh, like a (laughs) a a very big part of like geekdom. Uh Like when people refer to stuff, like I have no idea what they're talking about when they're talking about anime. And a lot of people come in the shop asking for um, manga that is based on um, anime. Mm-hmm. And so um, I feel like this uh, Blue Exorcist, <laughs> though, is right up my alley. It's, it's really <laughs> cool. You should watch it. And another one that I recommend is probably Princess Jellyfish. Okay. And I think, I, you'd like that, yeah, I think you'd like that one more. There's only one season of it, and it's available in dub and sub, and the dub version isn't too bad. It's pretty good, oh, okay. actually. Yeah. So I highly recommend that one. I would probably do dubbed because I get distracted when I have to read. I, can't, I don't see what's going on at the yeah. same time because I'm so busy reading. So. Go for it. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's cool. I have, uh, I've just been watching nothing but Netflix and Hulu this past week um, because uh, last weekend I was um, being silly and chasing my husband around the living room and I had slippers on and surprise surprise when I tried to jump on the couch I actually slipped because <laughs> uh, they were very slippery um, and didn't grab onto the couch that I stepped on and I fell and I hit my head very hard on the ground and um, I've had this raging headache ever since I've been to the doctor I've been checked out everything's fine but they said you're you need to take it um, easy for the next couple of weeks you're going to have pain um just you know take aspirin and uh no uh no more running around and no impact sports so i've literally just been on the couch um watching tv for the past week and one of the things that uh came on my radar was emerald city um emerald city um i the only way that i can okay so before i watched it um, what I knew of Emerald City was that it was a take on Wizard of Oz. After watching it, I would describe it as a dark fantasy series, which is a cross between Game of Thrones and steampunk Wizard of Oz. No oh way. God. <laughs> I'm in. That's it. You sold me. And, I'm going to watch this. And uh, it's on my radar um, not only because it's freaking amazing, but Dorothy is Latina. What? Yes, Dorothy is oh played by an actress called um, Ad- Adria Arjona. She was in um, True Detective. If any of you um, watched True Detective, I'm not sure what I didn't see that. I haven't watched it because I didn't have HBO. I don't have HBO. Or a friend with HBO Go password. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so uh, she's on that. She also was um, on Person of Interest, I think, for a couple of episodes. But not only is she Latina, she is um, her father's Guatemalan born, and her mother is Puerto Rican. And uh, she actually she actually was raised in Mexico City. Um, so not so not only is she Latina, but in the um, in the TV show, she actually speaks Spanish. Uh, the I love first when couple they do that. of uh, episodes, they have her speaking Spanish. Amazing. Um, so it was. I just randomly started watching it, and I was hooked. Nice. Um, yes. It is so good. If you're a Daredevil fan, Netflix Daredevil, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Vincent D'Onofrio plays the wizard. No way! Yes. Oh, my <laughs> so God. So he's, in, he's Kingpin, for those of you who don't recognize the name. Um, he's the guy who plays Kingpin in the Daredevil Netflix. Um, in uh, Emerald City, he plays uh, the wizard. He is the wizard. So um, it's so good. The storyline is so amazing. If you know the Wizard of Oz story at all, you're gonna see similarities. You're gonna you're going to see um, the characters. Um, obviously, Dorothy is Dorothy, but you see Tin Man. Um, I haven't seen a lion yet, um, or uh, you do see a scarecrow. Um, and uh but it's a dust scarecrow <laughs> <laughs> well it, it, it it's uh, i won't say too much about it i'm assuming that he's the scarecrow but there's just the storyline um she he was hanging on a cross so i assume he was like the quote-unquote scarecrow oh, character. Okay. so um but it is just amazing there's witches there's magic there is yeah there's just so much uh awesomeness and to top it all freaking off episode six which just aired this week written by kelly sue ducato <gasps> no, no way <laughs> oh my oh, God. <laughs> Kelly Sudaconic, uh, for listeners, if you um, uh, don't quite remember, um, she's the writer of Bitch Planet, the book that we uh, we uh, talked about a couple of episodes ago. Um, and she um, so far has, uh, I believe, just written episode six, but she, I think, is uh, going to be writing um, on an ongoing basis Um I don't know, like, I don't think consecutively, but, like, here and there. The episode that she, that just uh, aired that she wrote was called Beautiful Wickedness. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really good. Really good. Awesome. And for those of you uh, young, uh, older uh, audience uh, members, um, one of the producers is Sean Cassidy. So um, he was one of the Hardy Boys back in the 70s. Oh, my God. I haven't heard <laughs> <laughs> any reference to Hardy Boys in years? Yes. So, oh, wow. Um, so I saw that name on the screen. I'm like, oh my gosh, Sean Cassidy! I had the biggest crush on Sean Cassidy when mm. I was a kid. Biggest, biggest crush. I had a big poster of him <laughs> on my wall. So, um, so yes, on my radar. I cannot recommend it um, highly. Uh, enough i can't recommend it more it's so good um and i i really hope that people are watching it because um this is something that definitely deserves to continue to be aired and for people to watch it um so so many comic book uh connections with uh, uh vincent d'onofrio with kelly sudaconic uh with uh just the storyline is just so ripe for um i think people who enjoy fantasy and 
uh, it's just watch it and uh, let us know what you think. Let me know what you think if you agree. Um, I I love it. So right, on. <laughs> hey, I'm excited about this. You know, I saw the uh, I saw the trailer uh, kind of floating around the Facebook, and I clicked on it, and I did see the trailer, but I'm like. Is it worse than me starting a new series? <laughs> I'm just going to put it on the back burner. But now that you've brought it up yes. and you have, you know, very good points, <laughs> then I'm going to probably start watching it this weekend for sure. Yeah, so they're um, they're on episode six. It's on Hulu. So I think after a while, Hulu, um, like, only has, like, a certain so amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And after that, you have to uh, – I don't know if they offer them on mine on the actual – um, station. I don't know which, uh, if it's ABC, NBC, I can't remember. Um, but anyway, yeah, episode six, so uh, it's a, uh, not too many for you to catch up on. It comes out, um, oh, geez, I think it was on Tuesday. Or came, one came out last week that I missed. I don't know if it was Thursday or Tuesday. I might even be completely off on either of those days, but um, it's uh, easy for you to catch up on and become current and definitely something that I look forward to now uh, that I'm caught up to come out on a weekly basis. Excellent. <laughs> that is so cool. I can't wait. I, I actually, um, I'm going to be watching Westworld and probably Emerald City yeah. this yeah. weekend. Yeah. It seems to be a common thing in a lot of comic book writers turning to screenwriting because mm-hmm. uh, Ed Brubaker uh, wrote some episodes for Westworld. Oh, really? Yeah. And yeah. also Daredevil, um, Christos and Ruth Gage uh, wrote an episode, or, or two, a couple, I think, for Daredevil, the mm-hmm. Netflix series in season one. Wow. Yeah, and Jeff Jones is taking over as, like, the director for um, uh, the DC Universe. Well, that's more movies than anything. Yeah. But, that's but a, still. Yeah, yeah, like, Jeff Jones like, dang, moving up in the world. definitely. And I know there's a few other comic book um, uh, writers and artists who are doing it. Oh, um, uh, Felipe Smith, he does, um, a TMNT for Disney, Disney? Oh, Nickelodeon? really? Nickelodeon, yeah. Oh, and Sakasa is, um, oh, Glee, yeah. and now Rivers, Riverside, <laughs> Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went to Aguirre Sakasa, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Riverside, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, pretty cool. I'm loving the way the, these, uh, you know, the, they're taking their um, comic book abilities and kind of, and that's always been my thing. I'm like, why can't TV shows be as good as comic books, you know? Yeah. Like, they can't con- obtain that consistency of awesomeness. Um, so I, I'm excited that they're, you know, they're branching getting out. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of TV shows now are better than some movies. A lot. Oh, yeah. A lot oh, movies. I agree. Yeah. And for a long time, it was really taboo for any um, movie actor to do any TV stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now yes. it's like seamless. Mm-hmm. Like, they yeah. lo- you know, like, uh, you know, um, like when uh, uh, that Chanel girl did... Um, I was like, why is she doing TV shows? Oh, I mean, Zoe Deschanel. Oh, Zoe, yeah. yeah. New and then, girl. And then all of a sudden, all these other ones started coming about, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. It's actually awesome that they do this. Yeah. yeah. They, don't, they don't, you know, they don't take, the, you all, before the transition of it being okay, um, you know, people were like, oh, you know, I don't do TV. Yes. But now yeah. it's like, I'll do TV. Yeah. yeah. Give me the script. I'll do it. But no, it's cool. I love the way this is happening. Our, yeah, like our whole entertainment is like, you know, morphing into something different. I love that. Yeah. yeah. The movies themselves are finally poaching TV actors, too. Oh, like, yes. Um, 
big, biggest example is Spider-Man. The, mm-hmm. That's the, what I was, yeah. the kid, he was in Downtown Abbey. Oh, yeah. okay. was he? Yeah. I oh, my God. And I got to take a look at that. Yeah, <laughs> I think he, it was Downtown Abbey or one of these British shows. Oh, by the yeah. way, Downtown Abbey, guys. The best. I've never <laughs> seen uh, any. I've heard. Oh, my God, you have to. You have to. I have to. You You must. You just must. But, yeah, no, it's either Downtown Abbey or one of these other major British shows that actually get awarded. I think some listeners are going to be like, she better stop saying Downtown. It's Downton. Oops, my bad. I'm sick, you guys. Forgive me. Forgive me. Hey, I get the names wrong, so... (laughs) God damn it. I'm American. This really British accents. I know. I used to say that all the time. I didn't watch it, but I read it. It says Downtown Abbey, and Uh someone corrected me once. No, it's not downtown. It's downtown. I'm like, okay. (laughs) It clearly says downtown. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to try to do the weird pronunciation. Dude, I'm still tripping about how they say, how they pronounce schedule. Oh, yes. Schedule. They actually pronounce the C-H, and I'm like, huh, Uh that's. That's weird. Freaking animals. That's not how I say it. (laughs) But every time somebody says that, I just like, I'm like, huh. Like every time. (laughs) It's like the one word that I like single out whenever they talk. <laughs> when I watch these shows, I just realized how much of a SoCal accent I do have. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. Well, another one is that the that this has been proven true is that Southern California say like in almost every sentence. Oh my God, I totally do that. It is in totally yeah, and like. <laughs> I've done it, and one day I tried to not say it, and I was just like, I can't do it. <laughs> I was like, I just said it. <laughs> We use, we, we use it like 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 a pause. Or yeah. I even write it on my Facebook post, and then I was like, <laughs> and then I proceed. And I'm like, oh my god, I sound like a teenager. But I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try not to say it and see what happens. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Well, does that bring us to the end of our yeah. podcast? Yeah. That's the end of uh, my on the radar. And yes, and I can't. I I want to go home right now, and we watch all of them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm so in. Now. I'm super <laughs> all right, guys. So that brings us to the end of our episode. Any shout-outs or? Uh, yes, watch watch us. <laughs> you can watch us. You can uh, follow us on Instagram at Commodities E Comics. On Facebook, we're on Facebook, guys. <laughs> <laughs> or you can tweet us with any questions or recommendations at Comic Comadres on Twitter. Excellent. I'd like to uh, uh, send a special thank you to um, Eric for uh, providing the beverage for today. Yes. yes. Thank, thank you, you, Eric. Woo. It was yummy. It was delicious. <laughs> Very delicious. Um, also, I'm recording a new uh, podcast with a couple, uh, three other guys, I think. I'm not sure on the third, but <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe two other guys. I'm not sure. Um, it's called Bump in the Night. Um, so um, stay tuned Ooh, for that. Ooh, that sounds sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's, I, quite, I, it's I, quite the opposite. I, 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 like, when I thought of that, I was just like, oh, wait. I was just, I was just, 
the one time my mind actually went to ghost instead of sex. Damn. Damn, you beat me to it, Christian. I know. I was like, hmm, if, if it's going to sound sexy, maybe we should change it. But, but no, but then, you know, we got we got 50-50 here, so that's cool. <laughs> Wait, so what's it about? Um, it's about a ghost and uh, like oh, yeah okay. stuff like that you know perfect yeah. transition and uh, shout out yeah <laughs> okay that's cool that sounds awesome um and um shout out oh you know what actually just before um uh, we, we cut this episode um i have been looking for kaliman and i oh, saw yes. someone offer up for like the whole collection for like 300 dollars oh. <laughs> so i'm like i'm gonna keep that's, looking i'm gonna keep looking holy moly yeah. yeah and he has them um because there's a gentleman who's offering them yeah um and um, he has them all like in plastic and wow. all nice and neat. Yeah, and I was like, a professional, right? <laughs> I'm like, hmm. Now keep looking. <laughs> I'm gonna start going to yard sales and Eastwells. Right? <laughs> That's probably yeah, exactly. Um, and you know what? My cousin's in Mexico right now. I should have asked him to see if he could like take a look. Oh me. yeah. Um, I also have other contacts in Mexico. Maybe I can have them look for. Okay, like, cool. Yeah. I'll ask one of my friends who makes the trip down there a lot. Oh, cool. Right on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we're on the lookout. So thank you, listener, for um, for letting us know about Kaliman. We're still on the lookout for it. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this has we have been your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen, and I'm Jennifer. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.